0: What kind of problem, Hutch asked. Even though he was from the settlements near Mariner Valley, he didn't have the relaxed, drawling accent of that part of Mars. Hutch's voice buzzed like a radio on just the wrong frequency. It's not bad, Lily said, leaping to his defense. It's not bad, right, David? Not really a problem. Inconvenience, maybe. Inconvenience, David echoed. The silence was uncomfortable. David tugged his fingers, pulling each one straight out from the hand until the knuckle popped, then moving on to the next. He was half a head taller than Hutch, but he couldn't seem to bring his gaze up higher than the thin man's sternum. In two months, David would be 16, but he felt about six. Hutch's meetings were always in small rooms, away from the main passages and corridors. This one had been a storage hole from the first generation of settlements. The walls were the polished stone of Mars, covered with a clear, insulative ceramic that was starting to bubble and gray with age. The light was a construction lantern. The burning white of the LED softened and made ruddy by Lily's paisley silk scarf draped over it. They sat on metal crates in the cold. Hutch scratched at the scars on his wrist. Don't let it choke you, little man, Hutch said. It was an old joke between them. David's family were Polynesian before they were Martian, and between genetics and growing up at barely over a third of Terran G, David was over two meters tall and leaning toward Pudgy. Just say what it is, you got a bad batch, right? No, nothing like that. The batch is fine. It's just my Aunt Bobby's come to live with us for a while. She's always at the place now, always. Anytime I get home, she's there. Hutch frowned and tilted his head. Lily put her arm around his shoulder, draping herself close to the man. Hutch shrugged her back, but not off. She knows you're cooking? She doesn't know anything, David said. She just lifts weights and watches video feeds all day. Lifts weights, Hutch asked. There was an undercurrent of amusement in his voice that made David's guts unknot. He risked a glance at the thin man's tea-brown eyes. She used to be a marine. Used to be? Something weird happened, she sorta quit. So, not a marine anymore. And now what is she? Just a fucking inconvenience, David said. He took a little joy in the profanity. Hell and damn were the worst language tolerated in the Draper house. Fuck would have gotten him yelled at. Worse than that would be unthinkable. The batch is fine, but it's going to be harder to get the next one done. I can't do any of the prep work at home now. Hutch leaned back, his laughter filling the air. Lily's face relaxed, all the little worry lines vanishing back into the eggshell smoothness of her skin. Shit, Hutch said. You had me thinking there was trouble for a minute there. Thought I was going to have to tell my people that my best cook fell down. David picked up his satchel, fumbled through it, and came out with a rattling plastic jar. Hutch took it, cracked the seal, and poured four or five of the small pink lozenges into his hand, then passed one to Lily. She popped it in her mouth like it was hard candy. The 2,5-dimethoxy-4n-propyltheophenylethylamine was a serotonin receptor agonist that broke down into, among other things, a 2,5-desmethoxy derivative that was a monoamine oxidase A inhibitor. The euphoric effects would start to tighten Lily's joints and lift her mood in the next half hour. The hallucinations wouldn't kick in for an hour, maybe an hour and a half, and then they'd last her through the night. She rattled the lozenge across the back of her teeth with her tongue, grinning at him. David felt the first stirrings of an erection and looked away from her.